Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 What's that? Welcome to this episode of Shoplifting. I'm Liv Siddle and I'm here with Nadia Reed. Hi, Nadia. Hello. We actually just had a bit of a conversation, but it wasn't recording. So we've missed out on some really good chat about jet lag and flying in a plane and the weird mask that Nadia was wearing in the plane that apparently New Zealand, New Zealand rugby players use mm, to reduce jet lag. And reduce jet lag. Mm. Fascinating. I posted a photo of it on, on my Instagram and and um, people found it quite peculiar. <laughs> I got a lot of like very weird looks. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. But um, you know, it's a it's a long, brutal flight, and you know, for these tours, it's like if you can if you get sick, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of game over, really. Can't afford to be unwell, definitely not. Mm. So you're about to start quite a big tour, the biggest tour of my life. Do you like touring? I do, I do, but. There's always this moment in the before a tour starts where, you know, I'm on the other side of the world from my home, and 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 it's hard leaving sometimes. Yeah, but I there's bet. just no, you know, I'm a musician and I, and I have to go to work. You know, <laughs> I think it's so funny when musicians that I interview speak about it as work. Cause I, you just forget if you just go and see bands that it's not grueling hard work to go mm. to keep going on tour and to keep creating albums and you just kind of think oh that looks fun <laughs> I bet mm. they're having a really fun time but all the traveling all the flying all the mm. pressure and you know being far from home is like quite a I know it gets to you I think after a while you just want to be mm. in your bed or with people that you know and yeah. that kind of thing it's um well we you know we're the whole point of it is is for that kind of hour on stage you know that's those moments are so great for me. I, I just, I love it. But it's everything in and around that, the travel and and the homesickness. And But, you know, if, if you you were talking to me at the end of a tour, I would be, I'd be, I'd be buzzing, you know. Yeah. I, I, I have to do it. It's, I don't have anything else I can possibly do. <laughs> well, that's good then. <laughs> you found your niche. Um, for anyone that uh, doesn't know Nadia's music, in... Uh, 2015, Nadia released her debut album, Listen to Formation, Look for the Signs, which is a great title, by the way. Uh, and this year, she has released a brand new record called Preservation. Um, and Nadia is also playing an acoustic set at Rough Trade West on Tuesday, the 8th of August at 6pm. Uh, if you're in the area or in London, you should come and see her play. Um, and of course, talking about travel, you're from New Zealand. We don't get many artists in Rough Trade East from New Zealand. Wow. But luckily, we have a New Zealand section, which you asked about. Mm. How did you find our New Zealand section? Was it up to scratch? Pretty good. Okay, good. Yeah, pretty good. I've, I've chosen a Kiwi, one Kiwi. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, what's the music scene like? Where, where you're from? Whereabouts in New Zealand are you from? Uh, I live in Auckland, in, in, the, in the biggest city, out West Auckland, and... I've spent a lot of time um, down the bottom of the South Island in Dunedin, which is a really small town. Um, and, you know, we have a great, it's it's great. You know, Auckland gets all the international kind of bands. Yeah. Um, I saw Joe Pug from America play the other, the other week, and I, I really love Auckland. I really do. Lots of people will complain to you about it. It's but um, Why? What do they say? Just that there's lots of traffic and <laughs> <laughs> lots of cars. Are you, there? Are there lots? I mean, you guys probably wouldn't think so, but <laughs> but but it's it's quite a 
it's a very populated city. Um, but I love it. I, I'm living out in, the, in West Auckland with lots of bush, native bush, and um, and it's great, yeah. Fun. I don't play a lot of shows all the time, you know. I kind of play every... I do one or two big tours there a year. When you were growing up, was there certain record stores or certain music scenes or, or venues you'd go to to kind of find new bands and stuff? Well, I grew up going to a lot of folk festivals and, and I grew up in the folk club community and that's sort of where I started really yeah folk festivals cool so really just guitars and and singing and yeah it's where it kind of was kind of started yeah amazing Mm. um i mean i know i've been reading lots of interviews with you and lots of reviews of your work and stuff and there's obviously um loads of promo going around this album and stuff i mean you keep being compared to people like martha wainwright laura marling Joni mitchell all these kind of well, I wouldn't say Martha Wainwright's necessarily folk, but I mean, I, I suppose it must be quite, I think some people must get annoyed at being compared to sort of like women with guitars, if mm. you're a woman with a guitar. Um, mm. And obviously people get frustrated at being compared to like Joni Mitchell if, if mm. you know, you're, all you're doing is, is, is singing songs with a guitar because mm. it's, it seems like quite an almost lazy comparison to draw. I mean, how do you feel like when you're compared to people? Well, I mean, I, I think part of me feels extremely honored because all those three women are you know Joni Mitchell's like the queen you yeah. know I think people need to kind of in their minds they need to have those kind of comparisons like in order to kind of you know it's kind of like if you like Joni Mitchell you might like yeah this but but I I guess the similarity for me is that you know that we're a woman and that we I guess there's a part of us that there's this kind of vulnerability that we kind of are able to translate into song and and perhaps people will just find a similarity between you know I mean it's I kind of don't think too much about it these days I, I would I would love to just hear some new some new comparisons you know yes it's it's yeah who did you grow up listening to and wanting to be like? Well, I did listen to a fair amount of Joni Mitchell, my mother's fault. And she actually kind of warned, I, I was when I was a teenager, I was listening to the Blue album quite a lot. And she kind of she kind of said, you know, don't, it's a very sad album, Nadia. Like, you just be, you know, it's, <laughs> and, I, and I kind of didn't, I didn't realize how tender that album is. But, mm. um. You know, uh, what did I grow up? Joni Mitchell, The Beatles. Um, in my in the last sort of five years of my life, I've really listened to a lot of Rufus Wainwright and Martha Wainwright. Oh, I really? Love them both. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. But my taste in music is is kind of growing, and yeah, yeah. I'm not sure who I wanted to be like. I didn't want to be a musician. Really? What did you want to be instead? I think of a vet. Oh, okay. At one point, and. <laughs> And a lawyer for like five seconds, <laughs> but it really wasn't part of the plan. How did you land this gig? Then? <laughs> how did it? How did it happen? Well, I guess in the in my last year of high school, I um, I left home and I moved up to a, a, a place called Christchurch, and I took uh, I never went to university until recently, and um, it really just it was just this kind of thing that I did. I played the guitar and and wrote songs and and started playing shows and it was just this kind of way of existing you know it was it was a way for me to 
pay my rent or it was yeah. a way for me to have something to do. Um, but there wasn't a moment where I was like, this is this is what I want to do. It was kind of, this is what I have to do, you know. Yeah. Writing songs was a sort of kind of therapy in a way. And then yeah. were you kind of scouted or, or something? Did someone kind of see you? And how did you sort of gain? Well, I... I'm, how did it happen? I made an EP in 2011, um, which is a secret, which people were asking me about, and, and it's completely <laughs> off the internet. Um, and and then a couple of years in 2011, uh, no, 2000, and, oh, I can't remember. Made listen to formation, and um, that was really because people were asking me about when I was going to make a record, and it, and there was this sort of internal drive to. To make it, you mm. know, it was kind of, I really wasn't thinking about anything other than just getting it done. You know, I had no record label. I had no idea how to even, I didn't know any about anything. You know, I knew how to put it on the internet, put it on Bandcamp or whatever. Yeah. And then it just kind of stumbled into a few people's laps. <laughs> how lovely. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best way. It's really quite a blur. Yeah, I bet. Mm. And it's not even been that long, I suppose, just a, just a couple of years. Mm. Um, but that's fantastic. That's kind of how it should be. Yeah. And um, can you tell me a little bit about preservation and how it differs from your first recordings? Well, it was the same feeling. It was the same kind of drive to to um, to make a record, another one. And in between the two albums, um, we'd, we'd come over here for the first time and... Um, I got nominated for a couple of big awards in New Zealand and things had kind of started to pick up. You know, I got signed to a small Australian label and had my first shows over there. And then I started, that was when I started feeling like this was less a hobby and more kind of a, kind of a thing, you know. And and so I, I went back into the same studio with Ben Edwards and the same band and, and had and had 10 new songs and had kind of gone through this massive life shift and had a lot more confidence in, in knowing that I knew how to do it, knew how to make a record. And, and, and um, I, had, um, I had label support as well. And I had, um, yeah, I really just wanted, I really wanted to do it. And, and so we, we made it over 10 days. And um, and then then it came out, yeah. And then it, I, I'm signed now to a great label over here, Basin Basin Rock, mm-hmm. which is a relatively new and small label. Um, and then we just keep touring, you know. And and um, I don't, I'm, you know, people feel, uh, I don't know. There's a kind of looking back to my first record, it's like. I will never know what I knew then. You, you know how you can't unknow things. Mm-hmm. So there's this kind of. I'm kind of a little bit more corrupted with, I reckon, with each record I will make because I. There was this innocence with Listen to Formation. It was literally only about making that record. It wasn't about would it sell or would people like it or, you know, it was just purely this kind of. I'm rambling, but it was no, just—it nice. was just purely about putting songs down. Yeah, yeah, like a kind of pure 
a pure outpouring of, of yeah. something that needed to happen rather than something. Yeah. yeah. There was a, there's a purity in that record that I think is diminishes in the second one. But there's also, with preservation, there's this kind of assuredness that didn't exist in the first record. So it depends what mood you're in, I reckon. Well, I love it. And I think it's got this great um, kind of underlying darkness to it that I'm all about in that kind of, that's the kind of music that I'm into. So great. I'm very glad you've made it and I can't wait for you to make many more. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to ask you, I've already asked you to pick out some records from the shop floor, mm-hmm. which you have. So we're going to go through your four records that you've picked and at the end we'll play a track from Preservation. Um, so which one would you like to start with? I'm going to start with the Kiwi Um I, I, I'm so happy to see this in the shop, the cane string record, Two Hearts and No Brain. And he grew up in the same town that I did, and he's a couple of years younger than I. And um, he's really great. And, and I had this story. He, he um, Actually, I'm not going to tell the story. I won't tell the story about him. It's a, it's a little bit... Oh, go on. You can't do that. <laughs> I did. Well, he wrote to me when he was like about, um, I think I would have been 17 and he maybe 15. And he said, I've written, I've, I've written these songs and I've demoed these songs. And, you know, I really, um, I really uh, look up to you. Would you care to listen to them and tell me what you think? And at the time, I just didn't. I just didn't. I was just like, didn't do it oh my god <laughs> and then you know now he's just this incredible um song you know he's gonna be it's gonna he's he's amazing he's gonna be a famous man and I just I just it was like a moment where you just kind of have to just I don't know maybe I just didn't have the time yeah but I kind of felt guilty about it for for a little bit that I never kind of gave him that time that I could have given him. I suppose it's difficult if someone's reaching out to you in that way and saying, listen to my personal songs that I've created and, yeah. and please give me feedback. It's, it's yeah. the kind of thing you might put off for a couple of days, like, oh, I do it later, because you have to give quite a lot of thought to that process. Yeah. And then once it's been a few days, you're like, oh, no, it's too late. And then it's a few weeks. Then you think, yeah. let's pretend that never happened. <laughs> and, I, and I think, you know, that happened to me. You know, I, I mean, I wrote to people like that too and, yeah. and all lay, you know a few labels that just didn't and then you know a couple of years later you put out a record and then you're like oh great yeah. <laughs> sorry um the song i i want to play is two hearts oh no the song i want to play is track 7 which is called my smile is extinct and um i mean i'm just going to leave it up to the song but he's he's truly he's truly a genius yeah And he's from Dunedin, New Zealand.
Great, that was My Smile is Extinct by Kane Strang. Kane, if you're listening, um, Nadia, do you want to <laughs> shout out to Kane? Nadia, I may see- have already told him the story. <laughs> Seems very apologetic about that email thing. Let's mm. water under the bridge. Let's yeah. go on with our lives. And well done for your record too, Kane. <laughs> I always do shout outs. I know no one's listening. <laughs> um, okay, so what have you got next? Um, I, I picked this one up, I think, just because I saw it on the wall under the Bella Union section. And um, I actually came to this album years ago. This came out in 2008, the Midlake album, The Trials of Van Occupantha. Hannah Harding, or Aldous Harding, got me onto Midlake. And um, the song that I that I want to play is, is Roscoe. And um, there's just this, uh, there's something in this man's voice that it's just like kind of honey, you know. And mm. when I was lis- when I was living in Wellington um, for two years, when I wrote when I wrote a lot of the songs of preservation, I was I was probably what people might call quite depressed for 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 a good stint. And this was on my iPod, and I would do these big walks, and I'd listen to the Midlake album from top top to bottom, and this is kind of gentle soothing um, of this man's voice. I don't know his name. I don't know his name either, actually. Should we look it up? Midlake Man. Midlake Man. I think walking with music is probably the best medicine you can have for anything, really. Yeah, it's it's so great. I mean, this really takes me back to that time. Eric is his name? Well, he's just got a beautiful voice. He really does. Uh, In 2012, uh, guitarist and lead singer and songwriter um, Tim Smith left the band. So I think, I'm not sure if that was pre Trials of Alec Panther or not, but. Um, so it could be Eric or. Eric or Tim. Tim. Shout out to, to Tim. <laughs> Tim and Eric. Yeah, it's just such a great song. Yeah, fantastic band. Mm. What would, what's the song? So. Roscoe. Great. Do you want to introduce it for us? So this is um, Roscoe by Midlake.
was Roscoe by Midlake. Excellent walking music for anyone out there who's feeling a bit down. Get the headphones on. Get out of the house. Now. And okay. I, and this, this third song, I, I've, I, I, I mean, I love this album, this Ryan Adams album, Prisoner. I just His latest album. I get really obsessive about music. And um, I, I think when I find albums that I really like... I just I lit I literally will listen to it twelve times over, and then um, we got to open for Ryan Adams in Auckland in May. Cool. How was that? It was great. I was absolutely, you know, I was just over the moon. It was like, you know, I would have done I would have given my right arm to support him. You know. Yeah. Um. Sadly, I didn't get to really spend any time with him. He shook our hand. And, That's nice. And um, the catering was amazing. <laughs> so. Didn't get to hang out with him, but the catering was incredible. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, and he's just, you know, he's he's um, his fans love him, and and yeah. I and I love this record in particular. I, it came to me when we were on tour in February here in the UK when it was winter, which was probably the dumbest thing you could ever do, <laughs> going on tour in winter. Um, but we were listening to it in the car a lot. Um, it is a fascinating record, isn't it? And I love heartbreak albums, you know. Yeah, that is this epi- epitome. Is, <laughs> he's really milking the Mandy Moore divorce. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I think so. But, you know, it's it's rather than trying to be subtle about it, that is just some of the most raw songs you can imagine. And mm. there's a really great um, selection of B-sides as well, which are ones that didn't make yeah. the album. Some of them are even more... Raw, and it's it's almost like whoa, like it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> You're giving me too much here. Like yeah. it's, it's very powerful stuff. Yeah, how um, can you possibly pick a track from it? Well, I, it's quite easy for me to pick one. I to be without you is my, the standout for me. There's this video of him playing in the BBC room. Yeah, and playing this live, and I mean, this is just the most. Uh, it's just like it's just so sad, really. I know. <laughs> but so beautiful. I mean, to be it's it's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. But um, it's the one I picked to be without you by Ryan Adams. And um, I guess this makes me feel okay too to 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 write heartbreak songs. Yeah. Yes, that's a good way of looking at it. It's almost <laughs> like Ryan Adams is like giving everyone permission to be that honest. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm doing it. Don't worry, you can do it. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, this is one of the most beautiful love slash sad songs. Mm. He's That's what he's excellent at, isn't it? It's mm. that combo. Uh, do you want to introduce the song then? So this is To Be Without You by Ryan Adams. So Sing. 
was To Be Without You by Ryan Adams. Not a dry eye in our audience, probably, after that. Um, okay, what have we got next? And then I've saved, the, in my opinion, the best for last. Okay. Um, <laughs> I absolutely, again, I'm obsessed with this with this, this um, band. Um, I kept getting told to listen to them and... Um, and kind of resisted it for some reason and until I kind of stumbled upon them my own and um it's the band called his golden messenger and um are they well known over here um uh not a household name but yeah a little bit and um the the, the record that i'm holding is heart like a levy looks like a deluxe version i'm gonna buy this actually but um yeah again i was doing i, I do these big walks when i'm when i'm off when i'm not touring where i'll get up and just walk for five k's and I was listening to this album top to bottom just all day. Just just it was just it's just such a beautiful record. And the thing that strikes me about him is I think with, with songwriters that I like, it, it tends to for me the I kinda need to feel like this person knows something that I don't know, but I wanna know. And with this with with this man, his M C Taylor it's like he knows something, and I want to know what he knows, you know. Cool. Because and, and, um, <laughs> sometimes I listen to things, and I'm like, "What are you saying? Why are you saying that?" And and with the and with and with all these records, I, you know. So especially, um, yeah, I just love this album. I I almost don't know which song I'm going to pick, but I think um, I think Heart Like a Levy is a good one. Okay. Yeah. You can introduce it. So this is Heart Like a Levy by the band His Golden Messenger. Too well. 
was Heart Like a Levy by His Golden Messenger. Great pick. Mm. That's your four. Yeah. So now we're going to ask you to pick one from your own album. Okay. So let's assume that the audience might not have heard the album. Mm. Um, so maybe pick one that you think is quite a good kind of... Intro? Yeah, okay. in a way. Or just your favourite. Well, I might choose the the saddest one off the record. Yeah, let's go sad. Which is the first the first track and the title track, um, and I and I just I directed a music video for it before I left New Zealand, and it came out yes, uh, a few days ago. Oh, wow, I haven't seen that. Yeah, what happens in the video? It's basically just me walking around my hometown, just looking really. Um, uh, I don't know. It's a, how do I? I'm just. There's a dancer, and it's this. It's kind of abstract, and it's kind of like a bit of a 
dreamy thing. It, there's no plot at all. Yeah, it's just me looking kind of emotional and and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But the, the the important thing to me was that we were filming and on the streets that I that I grew up in and yeah and um and you know I mean do people even want music videos anymore? It's like I think so. I think, think that I think there's fewer of them now. So when you do see one of your favorite artists that, you know, mm. if they've made one, you're like, okay, great. And mm. you, you sit and spend time with it rather than just being, you know, in the past there were just so many. It's mm. quite, quite difficult to keep up. But I think these days people do. We actually had a chat with someone, the guys from Washi Mosh yesterday about how much music, how much money they, they pump into music videos nowadays. And they were like, it's, it's important to give artists um, the, the option to, to record music videos. But often they found that the more lo-fi the videos are, the better they do. And mm. giving the artist the control over that and just saying, look, the budget's small, but do something more creative with it. It mm. kind of makes better videos. I don't mm. think there's any, ever any big budget ones anymore. Mm. But um, I've seen some excellent ones recently where, yeah, normally when the artist has been directing or at least had a, quite a big say in the yeah. creative direction of, of well, the Well, that's video. the thing. I, I started to feel really removed from the, the other videos I'd made and... I'd just handed everything over to a director and and felt and, and, and so a friend of mine reminded me that you know it's an extension of of your art really and yeah so I committed myself to direct this video and it was it was frightening I mean I don't know how to you know I don't know how to talk film and but I worked with a guy that was very sympathetic and yeah so so I I think that's a great song to play it's um. Yeah, it's kind of, we'll just let it speak for itself, I okay. think. So anyone that's listening, do check out the video and just check out the album Preservation by Nadia Reed because it is, it is beautiful. And please come and see her play in Rough Trade and anywhere else on quite the extensive tour that she's on. Um, so before we play out with, with Preservation, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. And enjoy your time in London. Thank and you. And we'll see you again soon. You will. Okay, this is Preservation by Nadia Reed. stayed with you longer than I had what I know the light shining in
Trade Radio. Musical Mavericks sparks return with a hippopotamus tour, playing across the UK throughout September. Get your tickets now at aegpresents.co.uk. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do, so if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.